Girlfriends, episode number 95, six things that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week we're talking about those things that are getting in the way of you accomplishing your goals. Let's find out what's messing up your success starting right now. Let's go. Hey, girlfriends, welcome to another episode. I am glad you're here. First of all, if you're new here, if this is your first time or your second time, or if you're new to girlfriends, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. I want to make sure I give a shout out to anybody who might be new to the show and just checking it out. So if you're new to the show, let me just tell you in the beginning, I just chat a little bit and share a little bit about what's going on in my life and connect with you guys personally. But then we get right into that show topic. And this week, it's going to be things that are keeping you from success, keeping you from accomplishing your goals. So update from Danielle. Last week, I left you and I was still in the cold dark because our power was still out. Well, it came back on later that day. So I've been enjoying electricity and all those modern conveniences ever since. You know, that feeling after the electricity comes on, you really do appreciate it so much more. I don't know if you live in an area of the country that frequently loses power. Well, I don't I don't actually know if we're unusual, but we tend to lose power around here. I guess, we, well, winter storms for sure, but this happened to be a freak fall storm, so we're getting started early this season. But when the power came back on, there is no feeling in the world quite like it when I can load up my dishwasher and run it, clean out the fridge, you know clean the toilets. It's just, I know it sounds like a fabulous time. <laughs> Actually, it is. It feels so good to, um, first of all, have access to those modern conveniences. But second of all, just make that kind of uh, tangible accomplishment in my life. I, I'm simple like that. I like having big goals and lofty ideals, but I also like to just accomplish something. I find that with my work, Oftentimes when I've spent a lot of time like on the computer, if I'm doing a lot of writing or editing or whatever it is uh, online or in emails, that I really just need to balance that in my life with like, now I want to just fold a load of laundry or now I just want to scrub out a sink or whatever it is. And uh, maybe you find that too. I think it gives a kind of a good rhythm to my life to be able to kind of balance different kinds of work like that. And um, anyway, we're enjoying the power. And we're very grateful for it. I'm still grateful for it. So um, appreciate that. Also, I was away this past weekend. I was in St. Augustine, Florida with the Together in Holiness Marriage Conference there. Met some great people. So shout out to St. Augustine. Shout out to beautiful weather. Wow. It was just perfect weather. You people in Florida, you're spoiled. And I was noticing like there's a real difference in, uh, I guess, just the the sort of culture among the people there, not, not even just, you know, not talking about their personalities or anything, but just like, even in the clothes they were wearing, like it was very much, uh, shorts and short sleeve shirts and sandals and just has a sort of a casual feel to it that 
is kind of unfamiliar to me up here in New England, even in the summertime. Um, you know, it's just different. And I, I thought it was cool. And I loved everybody that I met. So I met so many people that are working for the church in so many wonderful ways, so many needed ways. Um, you know, some of them I'm going to be sharing some of their stories in upcoming issues of Catholic Digest. I was really kind of collecting stories because I was meeting so many wonderful people that are doing great work in the church, great works of charity, great works of ministry. So this was a really a, a great event for me and a really nice opportunity to be able to do that. But I'm going to now be taking a break from traveling, and that feels good, too. I'm going to be home for a little while now. There's a little bit of a break here in my speaking schedule, so it won't pick up again until after Christmas, which I'm grateful for. I'm really looking forward to just spending some time focusing on my everyday work and my home and my family and my kids and my husband and just my little home right here. And I, I appreciate the simplicity of that. So again, talking about that kind of balance of work, that balance of um, the ebb and the flow, the doing physical things, doing mental things, going away and coming home. Uh, I find that it gives my life a real balance. So looking forward to that. But speaking of my speaking and retreat schedule, if you're interested in having me come out to your area of the country, whether it's near to me or far away, um, you can check out information about having me come speak at daniellebean.com forward slash speaking. I've got several events lined up and I'll share some of those in the coming weeks that are going to be happening in the spring. Um, but still some openings available, still some slots that I could fill. And I would love to also uh, have the opportunity to bring you my You're Worth It retreat, which is based on my book, You're Worth It. It's really a half day retreat designed specifically for women, taking a look at women in the gospel who knew Jesus, who walked with Jesus, who were touched by him, who talked with him, who were healed by him, and what we can learn about God's unique love for women based on those interactions. Really, I, I love doing that retreat, and it's been really well received in all the different places from all different women from all different walks of life uh, where I've presented it. So if you're interested in finding out more about that, you can go to daniellebean.com forward slash retreat. There's a little form you can fill out to get some more information. Also, I offer a free copy of my book. I'll be glad to ship it out to you absolutely free of charge with no obligation just to check it out if you are interested in, in finding out if the themes of the book will be a good fit for the women of your community. So again, daniellebean.com forward slash retreat. And one thing that I really noticed about the people that I met this weekend and the people I've been meeting in my recent travels is what a privilege it is to get together with people and have them speak to me personally. That's the part that I love. I mean, I, I, I love, you know, sharing uh, through speaking or sharing through offering a retreat, but I also love when people will come up to me afterwards and just speak to me one-on-one -on -one because so often they share really beautiful things, really difficult things that are on their heart. And it is such a privilege for me to be a person that they entrust with that, to be somebody that they they want to share that little bit of their lives with. Sometimes they, they share funny stories and we laugh together. Sometimes they share re very real trials and we cry a little bit together. And, you know, I just think it's such a beautiful part of the, the kind of ministry that I'm able to do because of speaking and because of offering retreats that uh, people trust me in that way. And I I'm very, very cognizant of the fact that it's a privilege that people are willing to share their hearts with me a little bit that way. So one of the very beautiful things that comes out of that kind of ministry. Okay, so this week we are moving on and we're going to talk about stuff that's getting in the way of you accomplishing your goals. What could it possibly be? Now, when I say goals, you know, 
you fill in that blank when we're talking about this here, because everybody has goals or should have goals, whether it's getting in the way of accomplishing your goals in your spiritual life, uh, what kind of spiritual life you want to be having, or with your physical fitness, or with your parenting, what kind of parent you want to be. We have goals with regard to that. Or your work goals, whether you work for yourself or work for somebody else or your schedule, you know, you have goals. <laughs> so fill in the blank with what kind of goals that those are. And what we're going to talk about today are things that get in the way of all of us accomplishing our goals. These are very common things, things that I struggle with. That's really where this list comes from. So a uh, very real experience that I'm going to be sharing here. So the first one, and this one is a no brainer. I bet you've already thought of it. I bet you've already noticed it in your life. The first thing that is getting in the way of you accomplishing your goals is technology distraction. It's huge, right? I mean, this we know this. You know that you sit down at your computer to uh, write an email or research a particular topic, and then all of a sudden you're scrolling through Facebook and it's two and a half hours later and you don't understand what happened. We know this. Or you go on your phone to send a quick note to somebody and then you start scrolling through Instagram and you lose a bunch of time. Um, and it can even be podcasts as much as I love podcasts and I'm thrilled that you're listening. Um, you know, it, stuff like that, especially television or Netflix. Oh, one of the speakers in St. Augustine, um, this past weekend was, um, Father Michael. Oh boy, I'm forgetting his last name. It might be Nixon. Um, hang on. I'm going to pause and look it up because I want you to, uh, check out his stuff. Hold on. Okay, I'm back through the magic of podcasting. And it is Father Michael Nixon. And he's based down there in Florida. He's a diocesan priest. What a great guy. What a wonderful talk he gave about prayer in marriage and God having godlike love in marriage. It was really just so beautiful and inspiring. Anyway, but what made me think about him was um, that he was talking about how he likes to say, I don't watch television. And so many people say that, but, you know, we'll easily spend hours on Netflix, <laughs> you know, like that's somehow not TV, you know. Um, but, you know, that's just one of those many, many distractions that comes in the form of technology, whether it's on your phone or whether it's on your laptop or whether it's on your television screen. We all have these technological distractions in a way that we never did previously. We can all spend inordinate amounts of time wasting wasting our time. So, I mean, we've talked about this before. We've talked about screen time here before. We've talked about it a thousand different ways. But today, I really just want to encourage you to look at the ways in which technology can be a distraction to you, especially during certain parts of your day. Or if you do have a particular goal that you're trying to accomplish, whether it's making dinner or spending time with a toddler or writing a book, you know, whatever it is, put away screens, put away the technological distractions for that. You know, um, I think that, that it's really important that we have times in our lives that we aren't connected to screens anyway. But especially if you are looking to accomplish a particular goal, it can be really, really helpful. And you can be very much more productive if you very deliberately put screens away, put away technological distractions during that time. I recently listened to a podcast uh, about a man who had just finished writing a book and he was sharing his process for writing the book. He had written it in a short amount of time and he was kind of, you know, in an inspiring way sharing how he had done that. And what he did was he had set aside large chunks of time in his work schedule and he went to a library and he logged into his computer 
as a different user. So created a different user on his computer. And when he was working on his book, he would log in as this user that didn't have all that stuff, didn't have like, you know, the internet at the ready and Facebook and all of his tabs and those easy distractions right there. He, he did need the internet for certain parts of research. So he had that, but it wasn't like he, you know, one click away from Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And he found that was really very effective, just kind of managing his screen time in a very deliberate, forward thinking way. And I love that. And we can accomplish similar things, whether you're writing a book or not. It, if you're looking to accomplish a certain goal, you can set those kinds of limits for yourself. We do it for our kids. At least I hope you're doing it for your kids. Sometimes I am so lax about it uh, because it's so easy, right? To just let them be on the screen. Uh, constant battle. Um, anyway, we're not talking about kids on screens. So that's a separate episode. But get rid of technological distractions and have times in your life that you just aren't on those, especially if you're looking to accomplish a certain thing in a certain uh, period of time in your day. So that's the first one. Technological distractions are keeping you from accomplishing your goals. All right, number two, multitasking. This is another one where we lie to ourselves. We pretend we can do like three different things at the same time. And, you know, recent studies have shown they look at people's brain patterns and what you actually do when you switch from one task to another, nobody's actually doing multiple tasks at the same time, whether you think you are or not, whether you know, you're listening to music, and you're you're writing something, and you're having a conversation and all of those things, really, your brain is not capable of doing all of those things at the same time, what you're actually doing is switching very quickly and over and over again from one task to another task to another task to another task. And what's lost in the switching is a lot of quality, right? Because you're wasting your time. What's What that costs you is the amount of time that it takes you to refocus once you've had some distraction, whether it's like a beep that goes off and tells you you got a text or, um, you know, whether it's a timer ringing or somebody talking to you or a, a phone call or whatever. All of these things move us from our focus on whatever we're trying to accomplish, whether it's doing a workout or, um, writing an email or having a conversation with your sister, that doing one thing at a time, and we've talked about this, I had a whole show um, on the value of doing just one thing at a time. And this is something I've shared in talks that I've given over the years, this idea of the value of allowing yourself giving yourself permission to do just one thing at a time. And this is something I think women especially struggle with because we are kind of good at what looks like multitasking, right? We're good at it. We we can do a bunch of things at the same time, much more so than the average male can. And um, we, we just have that kind of skill and life demands it sometimes, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on. But I want to encourage you to think about the times in which maybe you're multitasking and you don't have to, maybe you're multitasking and it's costing you in the quality of the work that you're doing. You know, if you do have a goal of, let's say, uh, working out for the next 40 minutes or something, then, you know, put your phone away. Um, let other people know that you, you don't want to be interrupted during this time. Uh, put away other things that might be pulling you away from focusing on just doing that workout. Let yourself do that one thing. It's so relaxing for your brain. Like, I know sometimes I very consciously have to tell myself, like, I don't have to be thinking about everything right now. Because sometimes all the multitasking is really only going on in our heads, right? Where we're chopping vegetables for dinner and 
our brain is thinking about every single thing we have to do or might do and worrying about. And we're just filled with these a million thoughts. And that's so exhausting. It's spiritually and emotionally and mentally depleting to be doing this to ourselves, just this constant run through that, guess what, isn't accomplishing anything. At the end of that, all you're going to have is chopped carrots to show for your efforts anyway, uh, and maybe poorly chopped, you know, and maybe you'll have burned the chicken while you were doing that because you were so distracted. So I think allowing yourself to do one thing at a time and not be trying to multitask all the time because it's a lie. It's a lie. We think we're going to be more productive if we're doing six different things at once, but we'll be much more productive. And the quality of our work, and this one's more important, the quality of our relationships will show our, from our greater efforts at focusing on doing just one thing at a time. You can do it. All right. The third thing that is keeping you from accomplishing your goals that I'm going to talk about is this idea of waiting for the right time. You know what I'm talking about. We all do this. We put off starting things because we, we want everything to be in place. Um, this was actually part of what I was sharing this weekend in, in St. Augustine. I was talking specifically about prayer in family life. And we can put off prayer in family life. We will never pray as a family if we're waiting for the perfect moment to do it, right? So if you have the goal of praying together as a family, there's a lot of value in just jumping in and doing it. And there, there's a real temptation, though, to be like, well, I want to wait until everybody's in the, in, the, in the right mood and the toddler isn't crazy and my husband seems open to it and I can light the perfect candle and it's quiet in the house and dinner is already cleaned up and the kids are in their pajamas and, you know, we can go on and on and on waiting for that perfect moment that is, guess what, never going to come. It's never going to come. And, you know, it, it doesn't just apply to family prayer life, whatever it is, whether you want to um, start to eat right, you got to start right now. Don't don't wait till, you know, the perfect calendar day or till your schedule is just right for it. Or if you want to accomplish a certain work goal, don't wait till your calendar is clear and you have tons of time to devote to it. Forget it. It's not happening. Um, one thing from my own experience, uh, starting out early on as a freelance writer, I discovered the power of doing things in small bits of time when I could, because I, when I started out writing, I had, you know, a million little kids. Well, it wasn't a million. It felt like a million little kids and a very busy, distractible schedule. And if I waited, I realized, for all these hours to open up where I could be like, now I'm going to focus on my writing. Forget it. It was never going to happen. It was great if I could try to make, you know, pockets of time like that happen. And for sure, we can do that to some degree, depending on what your goals are and what your family situation is. But I just found great value in grabbing like 20 minutes here or there, you know, like while somebody was napping or while, um, you know, something else was going on that was distracting the kids that if I could grab even just 20 minutes and do a little bit of writing, a little bit of work toward my goal, that was huge. And the more I did that, the more I got in the habit of doing that. And the more I saw those little pockets of time for what they were. So, you know, you will also do that, whatever your goal happens to be. If you are looking for those moments, instead of waiting for the right time to do it, waiting for, you know, the perfect moment to arrive for you to um, begin to work on, maybe you want to make a quilt, 
<laughs> and you're putting off because you don't have all these hours, right? But the more you look for little opportunities to do that, even if it's not perfect, even if you're going to get interrupted, uh, the more you'll find those moments and the more you'll make good use of those moments rather than going back to number one, scrolling through Facebook and wasting all those little bits of uh, pockets of time that you might have to be working towards your goals. So stop waiting for the right time. One thing that I thought of along these lines was a book that I recently read called The Five Second Rule. Maybe you're familiar with it. It's like a bestseller by Mel Robbins. Um, I actually listened to it in audiobook and it was very interesting. I don't agree with everything that she shares, but it was it was very helpful, I think. Um, this five-second rule that she talks about is pretty basic. She shares a story from her own life where she was in a bad place in her life. Everything was spiraling downward just, you know, in her family, in her marriage, in her daily schedule, in her work, in her husband's work, just like they were in a bad place and things were bad. And that she had the worst time in the world just getting out of bed just not hitting snooze 10,000 times in the morning and starting off her day on the wrong foot because, you know, she was running around screaming at her kids and they were late for school and whatever. Um, she hated that. And she overcame that one bad habit of just hitting the snooze button with this, what she calls the five second rule, which is the minute the idea comes in your head, like it's time to get up. My alarm went off. It's time to get out of bed. She would start counting backwards to herself. Five, four, three, two, one. And the idea was like, launching herself into action uh, inside of those five seconds. And she was sharing in the book how it really, truly worked for her to kind of shift her mindset into from just thought that you want to push away or distract yourself from to have to act. Um, and it worked really great for her. And then one thing, you know, she used it for that. And then, you know, as, as we know happens in life, one good habit would lead to another, would lead to another. And she's used the five second rule in a number of ways to force herself into positive action because what our number one thing is when we think of something good that we could do, uh, we'll make an excuse or we'll push it away or we'll come up with a reason why now is not the best time, right? We can, we do this to ourselves. We talk ourselves out of doing a thousand good things a day. And so I, I found her book was really inspiring in that way. So check it out if you're interested, but even if you're not just applying that idea that action is valuable, even if it's not the perfect time, you're never going to have that perfect time. So you know, count down five seconds and, and make yourself do it. All right. So the fourth thing that I want to share about that is keeping you from accomplishing your goals is, this is big, saying yes to too many things. We've talked about this before. We've talked about how we sometimes get in these habits of saying yes to everything that everybody asks of us. And guess what? People are asking a lot of things of you and not everybody has a right to your time and attention in that capacity. So we had did a whole podcast. Podcast number 16 was how to say no nicely. So I shared a little bit of ways and some really practical strategies that you can use for saying no to people because sometimes it's the hardest thing in the world. Even if you don't want to do it, even if you know it's going to mess up your schedule, even if you know your husband's going to be upset with you for saying yes to whatever it is, you can know all of that. And then you'd still be hearing yourself saying, oh, sure, I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> I know because I've been there. Um, but this gets in the way. I think it's really important for you, whatever your goals are, whatever area of your life you're working toward um, some goal in to prioritize that. And it, it's it's your right to prioritize that. It's, it's actually your obligation and your responsibility to look at your life and think about, you know, what, where you could make improvements and 
find out ways that you can do that, what work you can do um, toward that and recognize that it's going to cost you time and energy. And that's going to mean that you say no to some other things, which can be very good things that are not as much a priority for you personally. You know, helping out at the church picnic or something may not be something that you're able to do right now, you know, um, or volunteering at your kid's school to be the parking lot attendant or whatever it is. There's a million things. Baking all those cupcakes for the after the after reception for the school play or, you know, all of these things that come in and demand our time and attention. And we feel bad because many of us are involved in many good things. Many of us are involved in many good volunteer activities, um, taking care of family, helping out friends. But think through thoughtfully what your priorities are inside of your family life, inside of your work, inside of your goals, whatever those are in whatever area of your life you want to set goals. And that's and recognize that that's going to mean saying no to some things because every time you say yes to something you're saying no to something else and when you're saying yes to something on the outside that something somebody is asking of you somebody is demanding of you a lot of times that's coming at the cost of something that you want to say yes to in your own life your own set of priorities what's really actually important to you so i think there's a lot of value in thinking that through having the idea that I have this set of priorities because then in the moment when you need to say no, when you know you need to say no, you can think to yourself, this isn't just a no, this is a yes to that goal that I want to be accomplishing. And um, if you want to go back and listen to number 16, because I shared some kind of practical ways to kind of help you through those conversations. I find it's really helpful to think it through ahead of time. And I'll just share one that I, I shared back then, because it's been so valuable to me over the years was just the revelation that you don't owe anybody an explanation. Well, I mean, your family, okay, your husband, um, often you owe an explanation to, but people outside of that, that are asking things of you, I used to feel like I had to say, you know, if I'm going to say no to something, I had to explain all the reasons why, and it had to be good, that it better sound good. These better be good reasons why I'm not able to do it. But I found it was very liberating. I had a friend who did this to me <laughs> saying no to something and just left it at no. And she didn't owe me an explanation. And you know what? Neither do you owe people explanations. Sometimes you can just say no. Just say that's not going to work for me right now. No, I'm not going to be able to do that right now. And it takes a little practice and it takes a little thinking about it ahead of time, I think, to have the courage and the confidence in that moment to to say that. But the more you practice it, the better you'll get at it. And I'm not telling you to be a big mean jerk who never helps out with anything, but I'm telling you to think through your own priorities and then make sure you're treating them like their priorities. Don't don't make a list of priorities or have this idea of goals that you want to accomplish in your own life, in your vocation, and then push them aside at the first thing that somebody else asks of you on the outside that are lesser priorities for you. Think it through. So that's number four, saying yes to too many things. Yes is a good thing, but it can turn into a bad thing when it makes you say no to your own goals. All right, the fifth thing, that's getting in the way of you accomplishing your goals. And this is something we all do. Worrying, especially worrying about the future or worrying about the outcome, having insecurity and anxiety about how you're going to accomplish this goal. Let, let's take like, say you want to lose weight. What do you do? You, you get paralyzed with a fear that you're going to fail at it. You know, or maybe you even remember past times when you tried to lose weight and you failed. And then you focus on that and say, 
I can't even begin. Why would I begin? I'm just going to fail, right? I'm just going to look like an idiot to all of my friends because I won't be able to lose the weight this time. Or um, with a work goal, let's say there's something in your work that you really want to accomplish. You have an idea, something that you want to share, something you want to create, something that you want to achieve, whether it's, you know, in your professional work or in your own creative work. And what do we let get in the way? The idea that Oh, who who am I to do that? I I don't have the skills to do that. There's, you know, we we let that negative self talk start, or we think about a time when we fell short of a goal in the past, and we focus on that, and then we worry about all the things that could possibly go wrong, or what people might think of us if we do accomplish the goal, or if we don't accomplish the goal, or if we mess up some part of accomplishing the goal. We really do. We we make ourselves completely unable to act, and we fill ourselves with anxiety and self doubt. We are our own worst enemies. We trip ourselves up before we can even get started sometimes with this negative self-talk. So it's really important to set aside those worries. We talked about trusting Jesus. This is one way that you can really begin to practice that is if you have a particular goal that you are working on and you find this negative self-talk or this focus on all the things that could go wrong or failure, that paralyzing fear and worry about the future, if you're letting that happen to you every time you think about even beginning to accomplish that goal or setting the goal in the first place, then get yourself in the habit of putting it in the hands of Jesus, turning to our Lord and telling him, I'm I'm struggling. This is a goal that I know is good and and you know if you that I feel like you would you would want me to be working toward help me to overcome this anxiety. And then I have found that it's really helpful when you're worrying about something to even just very in your own mind visualize giving that worry over to Jesus, leaving it at the foot of the cross, trusting him to care for you in that situation and take care of it. And then stepping out in faith. That's the scary part for sure. Um, I did a whole episode on five ways to stop worrying. That was episode number 39. I'm doing all these cross-referencing with this particular one because there these are things, these are themes that come up in our lives time and time again. And they're the things that if we don't talk about them, if we don't share about them openly and honestly and talk about the things that are tripping us up, then I find they have a greater power over us. We can have these these goals and things tripping us up and we never realize what they are. And I think it's that's why I think it's so valuable to have conversations like this, to talk about the things that are getting in the way of us accomplishing our goals, sharing those things that we have in common, those things that all of us struggle with, those kinds of challenges that all of us deal with. And openly sharing about them. That's one of the things that I think is so beautiful and so encouraging to come out of interactions, especially um, with women with other women, that we can share about these real challenges that everyone experiences maybe in different ways, but everyone experiences them in in some way, shape or form in their lives. And uh, worrying is absolutely one of them. Anxiety and fear about the future and fear of failure is one of those things. You, It's absolutely paralyzing sometimes. So don't let that get in the way of your future talk about it, be open about it, share about it, bring it to prayer. And don't let that stop you. Don't let that paralyze you. Don't let that fear get in the way of you accomplishing your goals and beginning to work toward them. All right, the last one. And this one is to me, from me, (laughs) my friendly reminder. Stop complaining. (laughs) 
complaining is getting in the way of us accomplishing our goals. And this is really something that can just become a habit to this idea of focusing on the negative. Yeah, we're all different and we have different temperaments. And I actually tend to be more of a positive person. I've noticed because I, I married a guy who can be a little bit of an Eeyore. I love him, but he can be a little bit of an Eeyore. He can focus on the negative. But the more I can see him doing that, the more I can see the places in my life where I am doing that, where I am immediately thinking the negative thing, seeing the negative thing, criticizing, finding the flaws, finding all the issues, all the things that are wrong, even with my own self. I mean, it's terrible, especially when we do this with our kids, but it's actually very counterproductive in our own self-talk, in our own focus, in our own thoughts, the things that we choose to think about if we are only looking at the negative things. Because, you know, if you're just sitting around complaining, uh, that's not very motivating. <laughs> that doesn't make you feel like, all right, let's get up and accomplish that goal now. It's not, it's really just not a positive way of um, just setting up your life is being focused on the negative. You just get that downward spiral when you focus on the negative and it can become a bad habit. And if you are surrounded by other people who are also complainers, you can feed each other. But the good news is the opposite is also true. If you focus on the positive, that can also be contagious. And, um, you know, I, I don't have the episode number here, but we did do a show about focusing on the positive, the power of positivity, and not meaning you should be a Pollyanna and you should be fake and you shouldn't recognize that there are problems and issues and things to be dealt with and challenges and, and very real um, problems sometimes. But just uh, the fact that focusing on the negative is very counterproductive and it can be paralyzing and it can make you feel helpless and hopeless. And that's not God's plan for your life. You have goals and he wants you to accomplish them. And you, you have ideas and you have goals and things in your life that you want to accomplish for the good. They're very positive and they'll be good for you and for the people around you and for whatever you're doing in your life, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your work, in your spiritual life. It's good to have goals and uh, focusing on negative things and complaining is really a really unnecessary thing that can get in the way of you accomplishing those goals. Okay, so those are my six things. Let me just uh, quickly review them for you here. So the things that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals that I wanted to talk about today are technological distractions, big one, multitasking, waiting for the right time saying yes to too many things, worrying about the future, and the last one, complaining. I am sure, as we've been talking here today, you've thought of some things that I didn't talk about. Maybe there's something I missed. Maybe there's some major thing that would be helpful to other people for us to talk about that gets in the way of you accomplishing your goals or things that you've observed can be an obstacle toward other people accomplishing their goals. Share them with me. You can write to me, Danielle at DanielleBean.com or connect with me on Voxer. The link to connect with me on Voxer is always in the show notes at DanielleBean.com or click that little tab that says leave voice feedback at DanielleBean.com. I would love to hear from you. I especially would love to add your voice to a future episode of Girlfriends. Hey, do you like what we do here? Do you appreciate having access to girlfriends every week? Is it helpful or encouraging to you in your everyday life? Well, if so, there's a convenient way that you can say thank you for the Girlfriends podcast and encourage me to continue to record it. Patreon is a simple system that allows you to pledge your support for this podcast, show your appreciation, and encourage its production. 
at patreon.com forward slash girlfriends. You can make a pledge in any amount. Even just a dollar per episode makes a real difference and is a simple way to show your appreciation and support girlfriends. I want to thank those of you who already do support the podcast through Patreon. And if you would like to show your support too, please go to patreon.com forward slash girlfriends and find out more. Thank you so much. I also want to thank Ascension Press for partnering with me to bring you this podcast. You can check out all of their podcasts and other Catholic media that will entertain, inspire, and educate you about your Catholic faith at ascensionpress.com. Click on the channels tab for lots of free and inspiring content. Hi, Danielle. This is Bridget, and I just wanted to call in and tell you thank you so much for your podcast every week. I really look forward to listening to it while I'm doing things around the house. And um, you always uplift me. And I just got done listening to your podcast about offering things up. And um, you said to call in if you had any feedback about it. And actually, I do. I um, It's something that's been very near and dear to my heart especially in these last few years. Um, About four years ago, I had a really um, heavy cross to carry with my health. And thank God I'm doing better now. Um, But when I was sick, I was kind of looking for answers. And I, um, I reached out to a priest and went to confession. And one thing that he said to me, um, right when I first was um, diagnosed, he said, Um, well, did you thank God for that suffering? And it was very, um, like a crazy idea for me to actually thank God for that suffering. And I know you had touched base on being grateful and thankful for those sufferings, um, because they're a gift to give to others, you know, through our suffering or give back to Jesus. But, um, I'm proposing for your readers or your listeners to, um, maybe even, take it a step further and think, well, this suffering is actually a gift for me from God. Um, It's actually one of the greatest gifts he can give us. And I've been doing all kinds of research since and, um, you know, uh, looking up what the saints have said about suffering. And they all have said that it's a gift to us. Um, It can be a gift that we offer up and, you know, it's through redemptive suffering for others. But first and foremost, the gift of suffering is for us and mother Teresa called it a kiss from Jesus. So just suffering in and of itself, even if we didn't even, um, you know, offer it up or even as we do offer it up, it's a a gift for us um, to make us holy. And um, so I just thought that that was really remarkable and I'm still, um, my eyes are still being open to it every day And um, the fruit of that has been that I have started a blog um, only just a few weeks ago, kind of taking the different um, writings of the saints and what they have said about this gift of suffering and how we can praise God for it and sing of his mercies. So I just wanted to share it with your listeners. It's called songofmercy.blogspot.com. And... It's just basically a way for us all to see all of the mercies of suffering in our life and how much good good can come from them, you know, through redemptive suffering like you were talking about, 
and also just for ourselves as a gift from God to us. Um, so I hope that's helpful for any of your listeners. And once again, thank you so much, Danielle. I really appreciate all that you do. God bless. Thank you so much, Bridget, for sharing those beautiful thoughts and for sharing your blog. For those who want to check that out, it sounds like a wonderful resource for anybody who's suffering anything to have uh, access to the teachings and the writings and the the quotes from the saints about redemptive suffering, I think can be such a valuable gift for somebody who's going through something like you are. So what a beautiful gift your suffering is leading for you, you know, toward you sharing for other people. I so appreciate that, Bridget. And I love that you're sharing about that concept that is so difficult of seeing your suffering as a gift. We talked a little bit about that in that episode where uh, last week, where we were talking about offering it up and how the more you practice it, the more you can see the value of it, that you can begin, just begin to see the opportunity that exists inside of those things that come your way, the the suffering that God allows you to experience. You can see it as an opportunity. It can be a great gift. And that's what we're supposed to be working towards. So thank you so much for sharing that inspiring message, Bridget. I, I love what you're doing. And I love all that you're sharing from your heart. It's really just a very beautiful thing for the rest of us to see. Thank you so much for calling in. Hi, Danielle. This is Taylor. Um, You included my email in your um, communication podcast, um, your your second to most recent one. (laughs) Um, And you had changed my name to Heidi um, because you weren't sure if uh, if I was wanting my name to be shared. So I appreciate you um, being cautious with that. I just I felt the need uh, to reach out to you, um, especially in a voice message, because you express how much you appreciate those so much. And um, I just felt that because um, you're such a, um, you're just such a, a positive influence to me and inspiration. And I just appreciate all, you know, all the podcasts and all the information and advice that you give and um, especially including my email in your podcast. I mean, that was just so humbling and heartwarming that you really just took the time to, first of all, read my email and respond in such a loving and um, gracious way. And I, it really brought me so much peace. And I was listening to it. I always listen to your uh, podcast while I'm at work uh, because I just do a lot of data entry. And so I'm able to you know, do that while I'm working. Sent your show to my um, family and friends. And I, you know, I was just so, so happy to hear, um, you know, everything that you said to me. And so um, I'm going to close this up. I just want to say thank you again, Danielle, for everything. And I hope to meet you in person one day, hopefully go to one of your events. And um Uh, I love you and I love all your listeners and I pray for all of you and God bless. Bye. Oh my gosh, Taylor, that, that, 
voicemail just absolutely did make my day. I, I joke about how voicemails are my love language. And yeah, I love having the opportunity to share your voices here on the podcast. I think it's kind of a unique way that we can connect. But I just love what you shared. And thank you for outing yourself. Um, <laughs> I called you Heidi in that episode where um, we shared it was in the one I believe it was in the one on marriage communication. If you want to hear um, the, the stories of Taylor's struggles and the advice that I shared with her. And then in the next episode, advice that other listeners have shared with her. Um, so you really did just touch on something that I think is a very common thing to struggle with NFP, to struggle inside of your marriage with all that that means, all the different challenges, depending on what your state is in life. And then also just sharing about the struggling with the very concept of motherhood. It's a very common thing. And I just love your openness and your honesty in sharing that. So thank you, Taylor, for um, sharing that feedback and for letting me know that you you appreciated um, what we shared here. And I'm thrilled to have you listening. And I hope I will meet you one day in person as well. But even if we never can, we are connected here through Girlfriends in a unique and special way. And we are praying for you. Okay, last little bit of feedback that I want to share this week is an email that I received from Haley, who's a listener. She says, Hi, Danielle. I love listening to Girlfriends, and I just enjoyed the episode on offering it up. This is something I'm constantly trying to grow in as a mom, because there are so many hard moments throughout the day that I could be offering to God. Before I had my second baby last year, I was struck by a quote from Mother Teresa, don't waste suffering. I knew that the days ahead with a newborn and toddler would be filled with struggles and I didn't want to waste them. I decided to fill a jar with names of people in my life I could pray for. I would choose a name each day and that's who our day was offered for. It made the hard moments easier knowing God was using my suffering and it was a simple way to stay connected with God when some days didn't allow for regular prayer time. My son loves to choose a name from the jar. It's been a great way to invite my kids into the act of offering it up. God bless and thank you for all you do, Haley. Haley, I love that idea. That is awesome. I mean, I have heard other versions of that, but it's very, I mean, this is so simple. Anybody can do this. Um, I've heard people doing it during Lent or Advent or other seasons, but why wouldn't you just do it every day? It's a great opportunity. And I like how you shared how your son takes part in it as well, because what a great example that is to him of you actively offering up your day and um, doing good works good good acts of offering it up and sacrificing for the sake of others, especially those people in your life that you want to remember to pray for. Um, I also find that that's a great idea simply because we all have people in our lives that we want to pray for, that we've said we'll pray for, and sometimes we don't. We don't do that follow through, right? We, we want to, we have the best of intentions, but this jar is a great way to make sure that you do it. When you think of somebody or you tell someone that you're going to pray for them, add them to the jar. It doesn't have to be a jar, I guess. You could just keep a list somewhere. I know some people keep a prayer journal like that, but I kind of like the randomness of the jar. Like let the Holy Spirit make you pull out the name of the person who's going to need that extra prayer that day. It's a beautiful way of participating in the communion of the saints, which I shared about last week, talking about offering it up. What a blessing, what a privilege it is to have the opportunity to connect with one another and to do things to actually really help one another along our way to sanctification. Even those people who can't help themselves anymore, like people who have died and aren't yet in heaven, that we have the opportunity to do good things in that way, especially during this month of November. Dear listeners, fill a jar with some names for the month of November of people you know who have died that could use your prayers. I think that's a wonderful idea. And I am going to do that. 
I'm going to do that today. <laughs> November's already started, but that's okay. Um, you know, I'm not waiting for that perfect time like we talked about <laughs> earlier in this episode. I am going to not let the perfect be the enemy of the good, and I'm going to make my own little jar of names, people that I'm going to pray for in a special way day by day throughout the month of November. So thank you for that inspiration, Haley, and that awesome, very practical idea. Thanks for sharing that feedback. And that's all the time we have for today. But I want to take a moment just to thank you for listening, for being a part of this community of girlfriends. It's real. It's real. We can pray for one another. We can encourage one another. We can share our trials and our joys together. I so appreciate the very real community that you are a part of, even if you're just listening, even if you're not actively participating, you just listening, you are a part of this community too. So I want to take a moment now and thank you just for being here. It's a true gift to me and to others in this community as well. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a DanielleBean.com production. Know your worth, find your joy. Your joy.